Welcome to yet another episode of Everstays Goto Masters podcast. Goto Masters is a podcast where we interview the GTM leaders from today's most dynamic companies. Their unique insights, hard-earned lessons, and the vision are the stories that we bring to you every week. I'm your host Adit, head of growth and demand at Everstays, and I'm super excited that you're going to be listening to this today. Today in our podcast, we have special guest with us Ramabhadran Kapasalam, the director of global sales ops strategy and analytics at Red Hat. And Adat is one of the world's leading provider of open source enterprise solutions. Welcome to the podcast Ram. Do you want to introduce yourself for our podcast listeners? Yeah, thanks thanks Adit. Firstly, uh, excited to be on the show here and I am I am uh, I'm eager to share some of the insights with the listeners here. So, you know, a quick intro for me, you know, like you said, uh, I I am currently at Red Hat. Uh, I, I lead global sales operations and strategy. If I look back, you know, geez, it's like 20 years ago. Uh, I, I I graduated uh, in computer science. And when I first initially came to the in the industry, I started as a software engineer. I, I then became data engineer, became very fascinated with data. And I did a lot of consulting engagements initially, and that really shaped me who I am, you know, the true customer centric city and customer focused mindset, which is very critical for consulting and from there you know my fascination for data grew i continued to you know build more more data capabilities and i even added masters in data science while i was at ibm and then from there i moved on to deutsche bank i had a short stint there and then from there you know here i am last 8 years at red hat so it's been a tremendous journey and i was blessed to work with several great leaders you know exposed to various uh, areas and functions of uh, the company so it was truly truly a blessed journey so far that's that's wonderful like i i personally also come from a data analytics background and i'm i'm curious about like you know what really like you know stood out and attracted you into sales operation right because for me it was i could do all the data work but uh, like you know you can't really make a difference with just analysis right you have to go a little more there so what was it for you ra yeah like i said major part of my career you know except the last i will say 8 to 10 years i was more on the data side right so even when i joined red hat i was uh, a data scientist i came in here my my goal was to build data strategies you know data science models and deliver technology and tools but when i came here you know uh, one thing that stood out for me when when i was part of sales operations team more focused on data science initially was the ability for a sales operations to truly make a business impact so my first project was planning i was i was uh, doing a lot of analysis to help global sales team to plan and plan for the long term future of the company and while doing that you know i created a huge impact in short period of time and that opened a lot of opportunities for me at red hat and and then one of the opportunity which i never expected was an opportunity offered to me to lead uh, renewal operations i had no background leading operations and here i am a data guy trying to lead operations and it was a it was a transformational experience for me you know i was able to learn how the sales process work how do you you know how do you truly make a difference to the sales teams how do you actually connect to the incentives how do you connect to you know marketing how do you truly drive a trans cross functional collaboration and you know transformation it was one of the first programs at red hat that uh, gave it 
separated, uh, you know, uh, view of new and renew. So we had two lenses on our business. It's like the hunter farmer model that we were able to enable. And that really transformed how Red Hat was, uh, you know, paying the customers, how we were uh, performance managing and so on and so forth. So it was, it was, it was truly, truly a game changing experience for me. Since then, I added a lot onto my portfolio. I expanded to lead global sales analytics from there. You know, I then expanded to now lead uh, global sales operations and strategies. So it's a, it's a, it's a big journey, you know, but along the way, the one thing that really stood out for me was the ability to connect and make a difference uh, to, you know, to and create an impact to the business is truly what stood out. No, that's, that's wonderful to hear. And like, I've personally seen Hunter Farmer model before at Freshworks as well. And uh, one of the most challenging aspects of that role is the data, right? Like, what is my account book that I have to form? And like, how do you use your data analytics and that background to like, you know, how did you use to drive that part of the engine, right? Because most of the times the data are not clean, like the, like, you know, especially if you go by employees range or customer revenue size, the data gets really messy. Like, how do you apply your knowledge there yeah it's it's a fantastic question i know you know data is definitely uh something that i believe has to be front and center of every conversation right if i if if i step back you know if i if if you look at the uh, sales operations role you know you have your customers who are the sales leadership sales teams and then the sales teams have the customers which who with whom we transact we do business with right so they they are our end customers so they are i would call like two types of customers and it's key that you take care of your customers and enable them to take care of our end customers and when that happens the magic happens the company starts to grow the, you know everybody is able to realize the value of the subscription so let me give you an example here right now if if you look at uh, if you look at uh, companies right uh, and if you look at how data can be leveraged in sales operations this i'll give an example of a subscription company you know i know you said you worked in uh, it, you know you worked in a subscription company too so if you look at it there is a set of customers with whom we want to retain them expand with them and then there is a set of not customers right now but an acquisition targets for them where we can bring in new customers unless you are able to balance these two out together you are truly not able to grow your business so here data becomes such a critical part if you think about it you know there are a lot of trends that you can identify in the data where you can you can spot early and often what are the risks of customer attrition and if you are able to curate and service it to the sales teams they would be able to take timely action drive customer success and that will truly help you to retain and expand with your existing customers now imagine you again use data to look at the types of customers who have uh, expanded and and grown and apply it on a new prospect then you can now bring in lot of new customers in through acquisition you can also guide your marketing team to target with campaigns for those customers so truly if you think about it data becomes the lynch becomes a linchpin it becomes the center of the conversation and you can truly create an impact in the business community you know no, that's, that's but i think you know it's huge i always prioritize you know data and actionable data 
and timely insights. Those are the key, I would say there. Got it. No, it's it's, it's very curious right? because uh, when it comes to retention and expansion, uh, so there are different cohorts of customers, right? There are customers, like you said, you want to just retain them because they're probably not using the product as much, a little unhappy or something. There are customers who are doing well, you want to expand as well, right? And then there are customers who you just don't want them to churn. Like they are small businesses that are there in your pipeline that's going to be there, but you don't want them to churn. So how do you assign this portfolio to your farmers? Like what's a approach behind your entire retention and expansion strategy, right? Because I think personally, I've seen a lot of RevOps people have an issue there because the sales are like, hey, you know, very, very particular about territories and boundaries, right? Like they are not going to give away customers or anything. They want to own all the accounts and they'll tell you they'll do justice to everything, but there's no focus on high value accounts most of the time. So yeah. how, what's your strategy there at scale at something like an enterprise secretary to solve for that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, if you, if you ask me, you know, coming from my operations, one of the pitfalls that most of the companies or most sales operations professional fall into is, uh, you know, is focusing on wrong KPIs or wrong indicators. Like, for example, you know, uh, let me give you an example, right? We all want to lose, at least not all, but most of us want to lose weight. You know, we have gained weight over the years, you know, working in IT. And what, if you think about losing weight, it comes down to two things. Have a proper diet and a regular exercise. Now, if you look at losing weight, I will call it a lagging indicator. The leading indicator for losing weight is, is the two elements which I talked about, right? Exercise and diet. But what typically happens is, you know, including guilt, I'm guilt, guilty myself, focuses on the lagging indicator. We always want to lose weight, but we don't put in the effort every day to, you know, do what it takes to lose weight. Similarly, organizations, sales operations, or any organizations, they are so focused on driving revenue. Like you said, they are focused on top customers. They, they think like, hey, I'm going to be super focused here. I'm going to drive revenue. But revenue is a lagging indicator. I would say you need to focus on the leading indicators like customer success, customer retention, customer adoption, customer satisfaction. You know, if you are focused on those leading indicators, then you can truly drive a difference. And as operations, it's our responsibility to put a consultative hat. You, you got to go there with a curious mindset. Hey, do you know that? This is what's happening with the customer. Have you considered doing this? And when you become a truly trusted consulting partner with them, then you move on from being an analyst to a consultant to even being an advisor. That I think is a journey that you have to work and it comes with trust. It comes with providing insights that they can truly start appreciating and seeing a value there. Let me also give another example, right? You know. Uh, Speaking of leading indicators, there's another leading indicator. A lot of companies focus again on bookings. Like, hey, what's my booking this quarter? How many large deals did I book? So on and so forth. Again, there, I would say, yes, booking is important. It's a huge metric for driving revenue. But you need to be focused on building pipeline. And 
Our job as operations is to help sales, coach sales team where they can go and drive pipeline, which types of products they can attach to a customer. So if you think about it, right, we got to pipeline is again a leading indicator. So as long as you are able to focus, help them focus on pipeline, help them stay focused on long term while not losing sight of short term execution, you can truly drive huge value. Along with that, in the operation, there are certain other aspects which I normally, you know, uh, look for like hygiene, health of the pipeline, some of the key indicators like, you know, hey, is there any risk of attrition, like I said, you know, customer churn, so on and so forth. So, so there are some other metrics too you need to do, but focusing on those one or two top things that you want to do with the customer, with your customers, which is the sales teams, and then surface it up on a timely basis. And most importantly, because you, we are from operations, we have a ability to integrate them into the selling motions, into, into, into an area where they can truly act upon. So that's where I, I think the, the difference will be. Identify the assets, integrate them into your selling motions, into the processes, and then surface it up in a more curated and consistent way. Got it. I think it's a very interesting situation, right? Like you told a lot about the data behind all of this and how do you set up the insights, the systems and processes. But sales ops is also about people, right? Like you have to get it all done with your sales leaders, with your sales team, which means building trust with them, like, you know, enabling them and then making them see that your way might be a better way, right? Like, how do you do that? Because that's one of the areas where a lot of sales ops people think of strategies, but don't understand that there are people that need to execute on your strategy as well. I'm sure like you're doing a very good job at Red Hat today. Like how do you like, you know, build that relationship and enable and support your sales teams today? No, it's, it's an excellent question. I think uh, one of the biggest thing I notice in, a, in organizations is there's a huge strategy to execution gap. And, and as operations, we are in the center of everything. We, we can see what is the long-term strategy. We can also work with technology, IT teams. And if you are able to bridge the gap, I think truly the magic happens. Let me give you an example, right? Uh, th there was a project that you know I worked on, which was very uh, uh, critical and bottom line focused project. It was a discount recommender. Now, you know, as sales teams, everybody is uh, have a dilemma of what is the right discount to offer? Am I giving away too much or am I giving too low? Is a customer going to say, and customer always wants more discount, right? So if you think about it, the challenge is about providing an optimal discount. And so we came up with a data science model, which uh, was uh, recommending based on customer trends and patterns, the the optimal discount to offer, which will maximize the customer's lifetime value and also enable customer to get the optimal price. So it's good for the customer, it's good for the company, right? Now, if you think about it, a normal uh, implementation would create a tool. Everybody needs to go to the tool. They can see a bunch of stuff and then they will act on it. Now, how disconnected would that be if I'm working in, let's say, Salesforce, CRM or somewhere while the discount is sitting elsewhere? 
the adoption will be low and the experience will be impacted there. So then what really happens is you really can't get the value of the product that you have built. So what I think is, let's let's imagine a situation where you are able to integrate this into their selling motion. Now, what do I mean by selling motion? I have used it multiple times here already, right? A sales rep is working with a customer and he's quoting his uh, quoting proposal to a customer. Along the quoting process, imagine there is a recommender that shows up in your, let's say, in your CRM. And it says that, hey, did you know that you can offer these types of discount to the customer? And here's why. And this is what you can do. These are different types of customers. That, I think, will be truly a transformational because now sales can really take decisions while doing their day-to-day operations with the customer. And now, once they accept those uh, recommendations, we can truly position it appropriate pricing to the customer. So there's a huge difference there if you think about the place that you that you push the content. So this is what I call, we are in a position to pull a lot of insights lot of strategies but how do you take that strategy to execution how do you integrate so that it becomes super seamless for them and also think about simplicity i i don't believe that you know building something which is shiny is going to drive adoption at the end of the day whatever you do is going to add value to your sales teams if you are able to help them adopt it seamlessly consistently and also while doing their normal day-to-day operations in a way that they don't even realize that they are getting fed all these insights. That's when I think the strategy to execution gap can be bridged. That's just one example where I think you can can make a huge difference. And I always believe in, like I said, the balance of, uh, you know, what is too much versus what is too little. You've got to always have that balance. You've got less is more sometimes. Focus on those one or two things and then as you build momentum, you got to keep adding. We always fall into the trap of putting too many things. And one of the one of the things I learned over experience, again, this is uh, something which is useful for all the audience here is we get inundated with ideas. Like there's so many ideas and there is never enough resources to fo- do all the ideas. So you need to also learn to prioritize and then focus on fewer but most impactful things. Once you do that, then strategy will automatically translate to execution and the gap is bridged. Yeah, that's a wonderful pro tip for every listener of this podcast, right? Like basically the biggest problem with operations is like, you know, it's a thankless job. There is a never ending laundry list of things for you to go do it. And if you try to do everything, it's not going to work, right? Like you only have so many hearts in the day and so many resources. And if it red at scale, if someone is selling, giving you this advice, but for people in startups and growing companies, which are trying to manage operations, I think uh, they should focus inwards and figure out the most important thing that they can create an impact on. So that's a wonderful statement. Trump. Absolutely. Now learn to say no. You know, sometimes no matter how tempting the idea is, you know, you got to prioritize too many, too many things is the number one killer of execution. Absolutely. And just to touch upon the previous question, right? I think uh, when you said how seamless it is, is like you're just giving a recommendation of a discounting price, but the amount of work that goes behind that screen and the data that goes behind showing that recommendation, that's so powerful, right? Like that's why I feel ops is a little thankless because you put in all that effort so that it's part of a GTM selling motion, keeping customer first, keeping your rep as your customer first. 
but there is like you know hey it just recommends me right how hard it can be but it is hard right like you go through a lot of analysis and effort to come up with that and how was that experience right like uh, how was aligning this with your sales leaders with your even c suite leaders on like you know that you're going to put such a feature inside uh, selling motion and what was their feedback when you went ahead with this project yeah i think you know uh, you got to always pick the audience i would say you know always start simple you know build a prototype show value for the, your customers and then try to scale it you know take meaningful consumable bite size pieces i would say you know so always you know you can always look at the bigger picture but focus on those baby steps and that's what is going to build momentum and number 2 i think you know there is also that uh, you know the influence like i said you got to be coming there and truly uh influencing your customers this is where you know having that uh, mindset of how do how do i work with a cross functional team what are the different uh, you know uh, connections i can make and how do i truly build something where they are able to easily consume now for example you know let me give you another example right while leading the global sales analytics we we launched a product which was more focused for the sales to understand their incentives you know also performance manage the sales teams and it was also for the managers to performance manage so if you if you think about a management system right you got to be thoughtful about the kpis that you surface i would say you know no more than 3 kpis in a, in a frame is where it, you need to be it's it should be simple it should be actionable and it should be easy to understand and then in the, in the particular tool think about user experience you know build a tool where they are easily able to navigate things they're able to get the most common questions readily available try to minimize the number of clicks that one has to do so that's about user experience now now once you have the alignment you define the kpi once you define the kpi then you have the tool so this is where the idea the process and the tools will come together and people like i said are very key you are part of being influencer is key and once you have something which is uh, which is like centrally available and easily consumable then they will start adopting it so there are several parts to it but i think those are the three big things i can think of it's it's very interesting that you mentioned about incentives right because this is where you also get to work with the other side of the business a lot more with the finance team teams and people like you know who are responsible for the bottom line in some way right like how do you think sales ops teams and finance teams should collaborate when it comes to like you know plan designing selecting those components implementing this like you know communication reporting it, it's it's very complex right like so how do you recommend people to that yeah i think that's a you know it's a, it's a it's a important uh, you know intersection if you think about sales and finance like i said sales is focused on growing the company while finance is growing on enabling the sales teams to you know grow while also having a cost mindset too they are focused on both top line and bottom line sales is more focused on how do i grow how do i grow how do i expand with the customers right so i would say it all starts with planning right you know right from the planning you know you uh, it is important to have a strategy of what are the things you want to drive like you talked about top customers right what do you want to achieve with the top customers what do you want to achieve with your partners what do you want to achieve in the marketing area and you need to have a 
thorough plan when you start. And once you have a proper plan in place working with finance, then it becomes how do you convert that into sales strategies? It could be what will be your go-to-market programs, what will be your you know targeted campaigns, marketing and run, and they should all be integrated and they should all be working hand in hand. You don't want to have an acquisition campaign run on a customer who are sitting on your top segment when you already know that you know sales is directly working with them. So this is where the disconnect between marketing and uh, sales can also be minimized. And having the sales, marketing, and finance coming together early during the planning process, and also even the products team understanding like what do I need to do? How do you position the products? Like the four, the intersection of four, I would say, is very key. And once you establish that collaboration and uh, process upfront, what comes after will be more seamless. So I think that's where it's very important to build that intersection and commonalities between those teams. And that's that's uh, I think I personally learned a lot from this conversation, Ram, and I think uh, our listeners will also cherish to that, right? I think my personal biggest takeaway would be to like, you know, to focus on the most important things and land it very well, rather than trying to spread yourself too thin. Like, how do you prioritize? And I think uh, ops people don't hear that enough. I know. There's never enough time to do all the things. Yeah. Awesome. We have a quick uh, closing question for the podcast as well. So uh, three questions. The first question is, are there any specific resources or books you would recommend for someone to scale their career in operations? Yeah, I, I think the the most recent books, you know, I read, which uh, which I would recommend is The Motive by Patrick Lencioni. It's a great book for leaders. And, uh, you know, we as leaders uh, forget how important it is to coach and mentor our team. And it's a book uh, focused on that. And the other book I would recommend is Zone to Win. You know, we are in a disruptive world. Think about chat GPT, generative, all this, all the craziness that's going to unfold and ahead of us. You know, things are going to be completely different and we need to be ready. And we as operations should need to help our sales teams to be ready for it. And this book is truly something that can enable us to prepare for that disruption. So those are the two best books I, I think, you know, anybody can have in your shelf. That's interesting. I've noted it down both and we'll leave a link for the listeners as well to quickly access them. The second question would be like, you know, for people starting in operations, growing in operations, what would be your like, you know, one main wisdom for them to like, you know, in your journey, what would you share that? No, I think it's a, there are many things, but I, you know, if if there are few things that I would I would recommend, you know, customer centricity. Be obsessed about your customers. You know, focus on creating impact. You know, always always have that consultative mindset. Never forget the power of influence, and always start small, and prioritize. Focus on getting small wins. And once you gain momentum, it is going to create a huge win for you and for the organization. So I think, you know, that's the key. You know, it's always, always uh, the power of uh, creating impact and business value is going to separate you. You know, it's wonderful to hear. The final one is, uh, where can our audience connect with you and learn more about you, exchange ideas, etc.? I'm very active on LinkedIn. So absolutely, I am happy to share my LinkedIn link here for you all to connect 
with me and uh you know i stay engaged there i i sometimes write blogs and uh, i'd like to share some of my insights there so i was happy to connect and exchange ideas you know always welcome online thanks a lot for coming to this uh, session ram i think i personally learned a lot from this and this will be a wonderful valuable takeaway for our readers as well hopefully thanks a lot i did i really enjoyed the conversation likewise And that's end of the episode folks I'm your host Adit signing off on today's episode uh, see you in the next one